0: So, you're thinking of having a coil fitted? I'm Dr. Amy Kirstein, a GP, and this podcast is designed to give you an idea if a coil is the right thing for you. First, I'm going to introduce you to the two main types of coil, and then I'm going to tell you more about how a coil is fitted and what you should expect before, during, and after a fitting appointment. I'm going to be really honest about the risks and problems that some people experience, but don't worry, these definitely don't happen to everyone. In fact, worldwide, The coil is more commonly used than the pill, and I hope to tell you a little bit more about why it's so popular. So what is a coil? Officially, coils are known as intrauterine devices or intrauterine systems, which sounds alarming but simply means in the womb. To keep things simple, I'm going to keep referring to them as coils during these podcasts. Most of the coils we use in the UK look like a T-shape and are about 3 centimeters tall, And only just a few millimeters wide. It's inserted through the neck of your womb called the cervix and sits inside your womb where it works to stop you getting pregnant. Some coils which have hormones in them can also be used to try and improve the pain or bleeding you might get with your periods. So how good is a coil at stopping you from getting pregnant? Well, like all forms of contraception, it's not absolutely perfect, but it is one of the best methods for preventing pregnancy, especially because it doesn't rely on remembering to do something, like take a pill every day. When we try to compare pregnancy rates, we take a group of 100 imaginary women and compare how many of them would get pregnant over the course of a year. If you don't try to stop getting pregnant at all, about 85 of the 100 women would be pregnant by the end of the year. If the 100 women just relied on condoms and use them in a typical way, which means not perfectly all the time, then 18 would get pregnant during the year. If the 100 women were all taking the pill and remembered it perfectly, less than one of them would get pregnant over a year. But if they forgot every so often, like many people do, nine women would get pregnant every year taking the pill. However, if they all had a coil put in, less than one woman would get pregnant. To be precise, only about 0.5% of the women would get pregnant if they were using a coil for one year. That's because the coil sits in the womb and makes it less likely for an egg and sperm to successfully meet. The implant and injection, which I'm not going to talk about much here, have similar very low levels of pregnancy to the coil. There are two main types of coil, ones that contain copper, sometimes referred to as copper IUDs, and ones that are covered in a hormone called progesterone, sometimes called the LNG-IUS, or by a trade name like the Marina, the JADES, or Kylena. I'm going to call them the copper coil and the progesterone coil. Although there are several types of each, again, this is going to help keep it simple. They are both about as good as each other at preventing pregnancy, although some studies think the progesterone coil might be a little bit better. The copper coil is hormone-free, So it won't give you any of the hormone side effects you might have had with other forms of contraception. The progesterone coil contains progesterone, one of your body's reproductive cycle hormones. It's the same type of hormone found in the mini pill, the implant and the injection. It's also in the combined pill, which is the kind of pill that people usually mean when they say, I'm on the pill. That is a combination of oestrogen and progesterone. Because the progesterone coil releases just a small, continuous amount of progesterone into the womb, not much gets into the rest of the body. This means that many people who use a progesterone coil find they don't have the hormonal side effects they may have had with other progesterone-containing methods. Both types of coil mostly work by stopping an egg and sperm meeting, otherwise known as fertilisation. The progesterone coils also tend to make your womb lining thinner, and can reduce how often your ovaries pop out an egg, otherwise known as ovulation. This might explain why the progesterone coils are a bit better at preventing pregnancy. The good news is, both coils do not affect your long-term fertility. Once you choose to have them removed, your fertility returns almost immediately to whatever it would have been naturally at your age. This is why you have to arrange alternative contraception if you choose to have your coil removed or you think it may have come out. Don't worry, it's unusual for coils to come out by themselves. I'll tell you more about this in one of the later podcasts. You can have either type of coil at almost any age, and even if you've never been pregnant. Some people use the progesterone coil as part of their HRT, or to reduce painful or heavy bleeding, even if they don't need it for contraception. The copper coil can be fitted as a type of emergency contraception, as an alternative to the morning after pill. If this is something you need, you should contact the family planning service as quickly as possible. The sooner it's fitted, the better your chances of preventing a pregnancy. With both types of coil, you may get irregular or heavy periods initially, and this can take up to six months or more to settle down. With the copper coil, your periods are likely to return to the normal rhythm for you, but they might be a bit heavier than usual and can sometimes be more painful. With the progesterone coil, most people find their periods are lighter, and up to 20% of people who use it stop having periods altogether after a year of having the coil fitted. This is why the progesterone coil is often offered as a treatment for people with painful or heavy periods. However, with either type of coil, some people experience heavier, more irregular, painful periods that don't settle over time, and they may choose to have the coil removed. Some of the copper coils last 10 years, others only five. The progesterone coils work for five years or less, depending on the brand you choose. Obviously, you can choose to have them removed at any point before that, although we encourage people to try them out for at least three months, as most of the side effects experienced tend to fade away between the three and six month point after fitting. So how are coils fitted? The coils come in a sterile packet with a special inserter which is essentially a long plastic tube designed to pass up through your cervix and place the coil inside your womb. This is why the coil packet looks so big, even though the coils themselves are pretty tiny. We start by asking you to lie down, usually on your back, with your knees bent and feet together. It's the same position that you may have been in for a cervical smear if you've had one of those before. There will be one person performing the procedure and one person acting as an assistant and also a chaperone to you. The person performing the procedure will examine your vagina and womb to feel which way your womb tilts. This helps us to get the right angle for the next part of the coil fitting. We then use a speculum, which is a plastic device that allows us to look at your cervix. Again, this is just like what you might have experienced during a smear. Sometimes it can take a bit of patience to get a good view of your cervix and we might try a different position if things aren't working. Once we have a good view, We use a thin plastic stick to measure the length of the womb so we can judge how far to put the coil in. The coil is then inserted using the special inserter. Once it's in place, the inserter is removed and the thin plastic threads of the coil are cut. These threads are very useful. They can allow you to feel whether your coil is still in position and doctors or nurses can see them when they examine you. They are also what we use to take the coil out when you decide to have it removed. You and your partner shouldn't be able to feel the threads when you have sex. If you can, we can simply cut them shorter for you. For most people, the procedure itself takes about 20 minutes from start to finish. When you arrive, we'll ask you to sign a consent form to check you know all the risks and benefits of having a coil and give you a chance to ask any questions you might have. You'll need to take your bottom half clothes off, including your underwear, and lie down on a couch. There's usually a cramping period pain-like feeling when the thin plastic stick measures your womb and again when the coil itself is inserted. This usually improves a lot once the procedure is finished however many people experience some more cramping or pain over the 24 or 48 hours after a coil is fitted. For this reason we suggest taking painkillers like paracetamol or ibuprofen an hour before the fitting and regularly until the pain settles. If the pain is severe or doesn't settle you should let us know or call 111 if the surgery is closed. There's usually a little bit of bleeding on the day of the coil insertion and for some days afterwards. This is usually like a period or lighter. For this reason, it's a good idea to bring a sanitary pad to the fitting appointment. It's quite common to feel dizzy during or just after the procedure, as your cervix is linked to the control of your blood pressure. If you feel like this, just let us know, and we can often change things to improve this for you. So what can go wrong? Like any procedure, occasionally something can go wrong when fitting a coil. Quite often the cervix clamps down and won't let the coil pass through into the womb. Usually this clamping goes away with a bit of time and relaxation, but not always. We might ask you to come back on another day, or refer you to another clinic to try again. In about two in a thousand coil fittings, something called a perforation occurs. This means that the coil makes a hole in the womb, it's very unusual and may cause unexpectedly high levels of pain during or after your fitting. If we were worried that you might have had a perforation, we can arrange an ultrasound scan to find out what's going on. If a perforation had happened, we would need to refer you to the surgical team to do an operation to remove the coil. As I said, perforation is very unusual and there's lots of steps we take during fitting your coil to tie and prevent it from happening, but we can never completely remove the risk. Recent studies have shown that if you have a coil fitted while you're breastfeeding, the risk of perforation is higher, and perhaps might happen in about 12 in 1,000 fittings. You can discuss how you feel about this risk, and maybe you might wish to wait until after you've finished breastfeeding to have your coil fitted, but it's a very personal decision. In about 1 in 20 coil fittings, the coil comes out, what's called expulsion. This isn't dangerous, but it would mean that your coil is no longer protecting you from getting pregnant. It usually happens in the first three months after the coil is fitted, and usually at the time of a period or a bleed. If you think this might have happened, or you can't feel your threads anymore, you should let us know so we can arrange a scan to check if your coil is still in the right position. In most cases it is, it's just that your threads have hidden themselves in the neck of your womb. In the 20 days after having a coil fitted, you're at a slightly higher risk of an infection of the womb. This happens in about 0.5% of people and can be treated with antibiotics. If you or the doctor fitting the coil think you might be at risk of having a sexually transmitted infection, we can take swabs and treat any infection found to reduce the chances of this happening. Avoiding using tampons for the first 20 days after the coil is fitted seems to reduce the risk of infection. And remember, Coils don't protect against STIs, so you should consider using a condom as well. So what can you expect in the weeks and months after the coil is fitted? For most people, the cramping and bleeding that may have happened in the days after the coil fitting will settle down. It can take quite a few months and it's really hard to predict, but if it doesn't settle down to a level that suits you, you should let us know. You might wish to have the coil removed, or we may need to do other investigations to see if there are other options that might improve your symptoms and let you keep your coil in. If you develop a discharge that's different from usual or any other symptoms of infection, you should also let us know, especially in the first 20 days after your coil is fitted. You shouldn't expect to get any hormonal effects with the copper coil, but you might get some hormonal side effects with the progesterone coil. For some people, this causes headaches, breast tenderness or acne. So far, there isn't clear evidence that the lower dose progesterone coils like JDS or Chylena cause less of these hormonal symptoms, but this might be true for some people, and may be worth considering. Some people also feel that the hormones affect their mood. If you think this is happening, discuss it with a doctor, and again, you might want to consider changing to a different option. The good news is that neither type of coil should cause you to gain weight. It's hard to predict if a coil is going to seat you, but many people find them so beneficial that when they run out, they choose to have another one put straight back in. As I mentioned earlier, there is a tiny chance that you could get pregnant even with a coil in place. And if you do get pregnant, there is a chance that this could be a pregnancy in the wrong place, what's called an ectopic pregnancy. This happens in about one in 2,000 people who have a coil fitted. Because of this risk, if you have any symptoms that make you think you might be pregnant, you should do a pregnancy test. And if it's positive, please tell your GP. So. In summary, you should now know that there are two main types of coil, the copper and progesterone coils. All types of coils have risks, the key ones being small chances of perforation, infection and pregnancy. And both types of coil can mess up your bleeding for a while, but this usually improves with time. They are both great at stopping pregnancy when compared to other methods, and the progesterone coils might also make your periods lighter and less painful. If you're keen to go ahead or find out more, and you're a Unity Health patient, please listen to the Coil Fitting at Unity Health podcast. If you're not one of our patients, please talk to your own GP or local sexual health services.